World Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copyvasta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepy Podsta, the Creepy Pasta Podcast. Hello, welcome. This is the, the podcast. You've heard of it. It's Creepy Podstum. You know that. Uh, do I say the title in the intro? Mm, probably. Listen, I don't listen to this show. I just make it and I host it and I produce it. And by produce it, I mean I book uh, very important guests to be uh, do literary criticism on perhaps the uh, lowest form of culture. Not lowest in quality, but certainly lowest in uh, public regard, creepypastas. Uh, they are basically stories written for fun by teenagers on the internet, um, which is pretty much the opposite of anything we would consider high art, which I guess would be uh, paintings made by kings, or commissioned by kings and made by rich people. That's high art, right? We know what art is. It's paintings of horses, uh, to quote a much funnier Thing. Uh, well, this intro has been going on way too long. I'm Jeff, and I have on this show two guests, both of them returning because they were on the show last week. It was like 40 seconds ago that we finished recording last week's episode. Uh, I keep letting you behind the curtain for this, and there are still some people who don't. Uh, their, their minds are blown. They're like, oh, you record the two episodes like right in a row. Yeah, yeah, it's easy. You just, like, spend an hour to an hour and a half recording, and you have two weeks' worth of stuff. And then now I don't have to necessarily record something next weekend, but I probably will because I want to get ahead so that I can do less work on this, like, uh, consistent schedule on this show. Anyway, uh, please welcome back to the show. You remember them from last week's episode, unless this is your first episode. I'm doing that same joke again. Uh, I don't know if it's a joke or if I'm just letting my... Uh, weird verbal anxieties loose. Uh, here we have Nancy Marie. Hi. And also on the show, making her third appearance. Did we do two episodes with the Baraska one or just one? I think we, just we one. We did one, yeah. Uh, okay, so her third appearance on the show, the rare odd numbered appearance on the show. Welcome back, Alex Capello. Hello. And we have yet another from the Dig list of Saya in Underworld stories. By the way, you can tweet at me uh, recommendations for stories or email them to me, um, and I will add them to the list. And if you have recommended something um, and we haven't gotten to it, you can nudge me and remind me. Uh, or don't do that, because maybe I looked at it and was like, oh, this is mostly about, like, babies being shredded uh, or, like, uh, overt, like, sexual menace, and then I avoided doing it. Uh, but, uh, well, <laughs> I say that, but we cover Baraska, which was explicitly about both of those things. 
Um, I was just picking the most horrible things I could think of for creepypastas to be about. Uh, I guess we also covered Russian sleep experiment, but we kind of had to, because that's a major one. Uh, and all of the grossness in that is like poo-poo and pee-pee, which is whatever. Anyway, uh, send in stories, j3fk on Twitter, or you can email me. Uh, I think my email is, there's a contact me thing on the website. Uh, you can post some things in the comments, maybe. Uh, oh, one thing we've gotten in the comments lately is some authors of the creepypastas have been like, hey, you covered my story. Here's some clarifications on it. And I'm like, oh, uh, I'm sorry we spent 40 minutes making fun of your story. Uh, so I try to approach my criticism here responsibly, uh, but sometimes that doesn't quite work. Uh, it's fine. Thank you if you are an author for listening. Uh, uh, despite, like, your friend who happens to listen telling you, like, hey, they covered your story on this show where they make fun of creepypastas and you still listened to it? Good on you. Uh, they've, like, mo for the most part, the people have been very friendly and they've been like, here's a fact you didn't uh, know about the story because it's a secret insight only I, the author, have, which is nice. Uh, but then the one guy was like, uh, yeah, that was fair criticism, and I'm like, mm, sorry that you had to listen to that, but uh, thank you for doing it. Um, anyway, that's a bit of a ramble, but what I'm saying is if you're an author of Creepypasta and we're going to cover one of your stories, do not feel obligated to listen. Remember, this is all in good fun and it's all criticism. Uh, and the main thing that we have on this show is a desire for people to keep making these stories. When I talk about the stories being written mostly by teens for fun on the internet, that is not a knock. That is a good thing that's happening. It's good that people are writing uh, these short little fun horror stories, even if they're very bad. Um, like, the only story I would say I wish hadn't been written that we've covered so far is Jeff the Killer, because it's too long and it's uh, kind of gross and it's very, very bad. Uh, and I'm sure the person who wrote that in, like, 2004 or whatever would totally agree. Uh, anyway, we're getting back into the story, but before we get to the story, here's an advertisement for another podcast. Hey Fred, check it out. West Texas is in the national news. It says here in the Huffington Post, someone from our town said, oh god damn it. <laughs> awesome. Why do you do this to yourself? I don't know. Welcome to the Mexi Bro Movie Show, where we use our love of terrible movies Hell yeah. to justify our positive outlook of growing up in West Texas. Well, one of us anyway. Nice. Each month on the Mexi Bro Movie Show, discover a terrible movie that you can share with you and yours. Movie reviews and pop culture discussions. Live music performances and interviews. Hey, don't forget about the hot Mexican meal of Uncle Rob, puto. It'll be the best minute of your life. Check us out on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts. And remember to live, love, and papas. And papas. I got your papas right here. Welcome back from the advertisement. We have a story from the Cyan Underworld website called Ooh, Is It Why? Alex, please tell us about this story. Okay, so this is like... A story about this guy named Y who was really close with his grandfather and his grandfather died like two years ago and he took it really, really hard and he's having a really tough time with it. And one day, like 
about a week later after his grandfather died. Um, he comes home during a, during a storm. He's wet. He's soaked to the bone. He comes home and his room's all like lit up. The heater's on, TV's on. Like his mom made it all nice and cozy for him to just kind of kick back and relax. And then he notices that his parents' shoes aren't home, aren't like in the foyer because that's what Japanese people do. They take their shoes off when they come home. So if nobody else's shoes are home, that means nobody's home. So he's like, okay, maybe somebody's burgling my house. So he kind of creeps over to his room and he sees his grandfather sitting there in his bedroom. And, you know, normally he'd be scared of ghosts and stuff, right? But he's just so happy to see his grandfather right now that he's just like, oh my god, granddad, you're home and you decided to visit me out of all the people in the family. Oh my god, I love you. Except his grandfather kind of, like, starts twitching, and he gets up, and the grandfather's like, oh, why? Is it why? And he looks kind of funny, like, his figure starts blurring around the edges, and his face is all red, and he's speaking in this weird kind of monotonous voice, and, you know... The granddad repeats the same thing, like, oh, oh, why? Is it why? And this weird kind of recording-type voice, like, it's the same intonation and everything, and purple liquid, purple-red liquid starts spilling out of Grandpa's fingers, and... <laughs> Then suddenly, just, you know, because why I didn't notice this before, but apparently Granddad's arm is bent oddly, like it's broken or something, and then his arm's, like, too long for a human body, and only now is when Y starts getting a little freaked out. Like, I mean, if this had been me, I would have been freaked out, you know, as soon as I saw my dead grandfather in my room with a red face. Like, that would have been the first warning sign for me. But apparently it took until this point for this kid to start freaking out. Yeah, it's a little, uh, <laughs> there was a, a Junji Ito short story in one of his uh, collections that I read where it's a story about a family who, like, lives with the ghosts of their dead loved ones, and the ghosts just, like, fade away over the course of, like, a couple of years, and no one seems bothered by this or freaked out, and they have, like, another person who's like, oh, why is that person translucent? And they're like, oh, that's a ghost, they'll fade away in a couple of years, and it's like... <laughs> Y'all seem, y'all characters in these Japanese horror stories seem way too at home with the presence of your dead loved ones. They're very family oriented and they're very accommodating. Like, the Japanese are very nice people and they want to extend that hospitality to ghosts. And I mean, they do yeah, put up altars for their dead family members sometimes, a lot of the time. So, I mean, that's a thing. They're respectful of their ancestors. And I guess there's a difference if you're used to living with your dead family members. Like, if that's a thing you grew up with, that's one thing. But this dude's dead grandfather just suddenly appeared in his room with a red face. And that's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't know a lot about Shintoism, but uh, I guess maybe uh, there is something about that spiritual system of beliefs that has uh, that would maybe make people be more inclined to accept the presence of ghosts in their home. Well, the the whole thing with Shintoism is that it's spirit worship. Like everything in the world has a spirit. Like the rock has a spirit, the ocean has a spirit, the sun has a spirit. Everybody has a spirit. So it makes sense that they're like, oh, random spirits from people who used to be alive? That's fine. Mm. 
Okay, that makes sense. I, uh, I fully accept this, then. Uh, that this guy is like, oh, grandfather is visiting from beyond the grave. Oh no, I'm scared now because it's not grandfather, but like a gross twisted monster. <laughs> I think my favorite thing at this point of the story is just the line, Graddad wasn't like that at all when he was alive. <laughs> yeah, after he's described as like bench twisted, like gross monster. Yeah, like yeah. his arm is broken and dislocated. He's like dripping bloody purple goop. And we, we Alex and I had a long discussion about this purple goop. <laughs> before like anything (laughs) and we were like is it ectoplasm do japanese ghosts have ectoplasm is that racist to think that japanese ghosts don't have ectoplasm uh what was the humidity like they said it was raining maybe the humidity had an effect on the ectoplasm we still don't know i'm still calling it ectoplasm for the record we'd never even find out if this is a ghost or perhaps a uh demonic force of some kind uh perhaps some sort of mountain yokai <laughs> I, I've got info on that when we get to that but okay. we haven't gotten to that part yet we, we gotta Alex get- please continue okay so we're we're at the part where like why finally starts thinking May, maybe this isn't granddad that I'm looking at so he starts getting a little freaked out and backing away and you know all of a sudden for no apparent reason the granddad's red creepy face is right up in Y's face and he's like oh, why? Is it why again? And there's like the weird purple red stuff like bubbling out of his mouth, the corners of his mouth, and granddad's body hasn't moved. It's just his head. So like granddad's body's still in the center of the room and like why's out in the hallway and granddad's face is just inches from his face. So he's got like this long stretchy noodle neck now, which is another thing. And that that is the point that makes why freak out and run away and hide in a local bookstore until his family comes home and he's forced to sleep in his own room that night despite i mean i'm sure he was protesting that pretty hard on that because i wouldn't want to sleep in there if i were him just saying so he sleeps in his own room because his parents made him and when he wakes up in the morning his face feels kind of itchy and you know he goes to the bathroom looks in the mirror and his face is covered in the purple red stuff and why never slept in his room again ever again he just stopped sleeping in his bedroom after that because he wasn't sure if he'd be able to get away from the thing that may or may not have been his granddad again yeah yeah and there's no real conclusion to the story just to this day why still says that was definitely not my granddad yeah that definitely wasn't my granddad Yeah, he. we never find out what it was. We never find out why it's uh, attracted to Wise room and can't, like, freely uh, haunt the rest of the house. It's, like, it's very almost creepily vague. So, the... We we do know what it is. Um, that kind, kind of, of maybe. Yeah, sort of. Um, that particular kind of neck stretchy ghost is actually a ghost in Japanese, or a spirit in Japanese folklore. It's called a Rokurokubi. And that's the whole point of the ghost is that it neck its neck just like floats around and stretches really long, and it's supposed to be funny. I, I don't know, but if a granddad of mine 
decided that it wanted to be a neck stretchy demon Roku Rokubi ghost in my house. I, I wouldn't think it was very funny, but you know, Japanese humor. What do I know? I'm a filthy American. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I'm looking at the Roku Rokubi. Uh, yeah, Roku Rokubi Wikipedia page, and it uh, it definitely doesn't have a terror aspect to it. It does look pretty goofy. Um, but to see it used for terror is interesting. Um, do we know anything about the, um, the, the barf, the, or the goop, the purple red goop? Is that tied to this, uh, particular beast at all? No, uh, Roku Roku bees don't, like, leave weird ectoplasm, goopy, ink, purple, itchy juice anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, I f- have a feeling the author was probably trying to shoehorn a bunch of different things into the story, like doppelganger demons and Rokurokubi, and to- just to make it creepier. And uh, the success of that is debatable, in my opinion. I mean, it definitely wasn't my granddad. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because it seems to be some sort of. Um some sort of demon that imitates, but it did, like, a bad job of it, and it's... It did a terrible job. (laughs) It was really bad at its job. Yeah. (laughs) Usually we get a story like this, and we learn all the rules of how this ghost or demon works. Um, I guess, uh, yokai is probably not a, um, there's probably not a one-to-one relation to an English word. Yeah, ghost, phantom, strange apparition, but they usually are more like, uh, demons in, uh, like what we would understand as a demon. Um, so yeah, it's... little monsters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yokai sort of covers all your, all your ghosts and boogeymen, uh, in general, um... So yeah, we never, usually in a story like this, even a creepypasta, you'll learn all the rules of how the, uh, how the, the boogan works, uh, but we don't learn how, how this particular, uh, ooky beast works at all, uh, or anything about it. Like, the dude encounters it, and then is like, well, I'm never going in that room again. And then that's it. No, no more story. It's just never go in the room again, which, you know, if his parents made him sleep in the room that first night, why did he get away with never sleeping in the room again? Did he just psych them out and just wait until they went to bed every day and slept in the living room on the couch? I, I don't know. That doesn't I mean, seem he could like have a thing. Sh- <laughs> he could have shown them his bloody face and been like, I'm not going back in there because look at my face that is covered in purple blood. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could have been just an allergic reaction to something he bought at the konbini. Like, he might have gone to a convenience store and eaten a bad rice ball, and that's mm. what happened to him. So the parents are like, stop being a baby. Go sleep <laughs> in your room. Yeah, you just had a bad thing of cup noodles. You know you're allergic to shrimp. You shouldn't have gotten the shrimp flavor. Yeah, like, it's it's just his face that's wet and splotchy and itchy. So, yeah, it really could have been, like, a shellfish allergy. And he just had a rough time of it. It's especially gross, though, because that means the monster was, like, hovering above his mouth. Like, was it drooling all over his face all night? Like, you know, it had every opportunity to just eat his face. And for whatever reason, it just chose not to. Like, what, what are the rules of this ghost? Does it need to freak you out for, like, a week before it can finally eat you? I don't know. 
I don't even think he was trying to eat him. He was just like, you know how when your grandparents are like, is that you? And then they, like, you keep saying, yes, grandma, it's me. Yes, it's me. Yes, it's me. And then they just don't listen to you or they can't hear you. Maybe that's what it was. Like, his his face hovered so far just so that he could actually hear him because he was actually considerate grandpa. Mm. Yeah, it's... It's so strange and interesting, because it's like, maybe it was his grandpa, and because we don't, do we find out how the grandpa died, or is it just like, no, it just says his granddad died, and he was sad at the funeral, and they were, like, very close. Uh, and Y is like, that's definitely not my grandpa, but, uh, maybe it was. We don't see any evidence that it was definitely not his grandpa. Yeah, it's like, just weird neck ghost. Like, that's what happens to your dead grandparents as they become... red goop everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's, uh... It's also sort of got that, um... There's, like, another little horror element in there of, like, if it's his grandfather and the grandfather doesn't recognize him, that's, like, another, like, sort of sad, scary thing, um, which I don't know if the author intended or if it's just a quirk of the translation, but I got the impression that the ghost, uh, is, like, sort of questioning, like, are you, is that who you are? I think it might be a quirk of the translation, just because, I mean, calling calling out for people's names in different languages from the limited multilingual knowledge I have, it, it there isn't a direct translation, because in some languages, the direct translation is like, hey, you, you know, hey, why are you here? Even though, you know, you obviously know the person's there and you're just trying to get them to come to you. Yeah, it's interesting. That's also something that ties this story and last week's story together. Uh, the main character has an alias. The main character this one is just Y. And uh, last week, uh, when the main character introduced himself as, I think, Kamio, uh, it said next to it, pseudonym. Uh, so that sort of adds another uh, bit of verisimilitude to the story. Uh, as if, like, this is just someone who's like, hey, this weird thing happened to me, but I'm going to use a fake name so that you can't tie it back to me. Well, like, imagine if you had to go to work because, you know, you have a really great Japanese work ethic, and someone's like, oh, I read this story about you on 2chan. Yeah. Like, you have to now explain (laughs) your weird ghost problems to your bosses, and they're gonna be like, you can't use your ghost as an excuse not to come to work. (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, it's all, it's, it's all interesting. Because it's like, uh, it's sort of like, even if that is the person's real name, the fact that they put pseudonym uh, just gives like a little bit of, ooh, ooh, is this true? Did this really happen to somebody? Even though, like, obviously it didn't, like, no one has their, like, barfing uh, (laughs) bloody grandpa in their room or, like, uh, goes to work at a haunted inn or whatever. But it's still fun because it adds a bit of realism to it. Uh, yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah, uh, this particular story isn't even told by Y. It's told by yeah. Y's friend. friend. Of, yeah. So it's like a friend of a friend who's this isn't their real name, but yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. A lot of times these are in first person, but the fact that um this one isn't sort of adds a bit of suspense to it because it could be a uh, if it's in first person, uh, you almost know for sure that the main character is going to like survive at the end of it, 
Uh, a couple more modern, like, stuff on No Sleep sort of breaks that rule a little bit, because they don't do it as if it's, like, a retelling, but instead more like a novel in first person. Uh, but this one, because it's like, hey, this happened to my friend, it could, anything could happen to Y. But Y ends up being okay in the end anyway. He just can't sleep in his own room anymore. Yeah. Ever again. I hope uh, I hope Y has like moved out of that house by now. Like I really hope that Y is you know has a nice apartment and yeah, has maybe a like, a studio like an or actual something. bed. Yeah, like a real bed or you know a nice comfortable futon. Like I really hope that Y is doing okay. I'm worried about Y. Why be worried about Y though? Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> so what's the spookiest part of the story for you, Nancy? Um. Ah. Uh, I, I'm torn between gross purple juice and Roku Roku neck. Like, I, I, I very much thought of my own grandfather when I was reading this story because my grandfather can be kind of spooky. And I feel like if I came home one day and he was like in the kitchen cooking and then like his neck started doing weird things, I'd be really creeped out. But then I'd be like, Pop, what are you doing? Like, stop being a jerk. <laughs> But, like, if my grandfather actually started oozing purple juice, I think that would probably scare me more than not. Yeah, it's, um, the appearance of the grandfather is, uh, I would say definitely the central piece of horror in the story. Uh, Alex, how about you? What is the scariest part of this for you? I, I actually have to agree about the purple, the purple red goo, because I mean, just just what is it? Is it like a poison? Is it ectoplasm? Is it just you know decaying body juice? Is it actually yokai demon blood? I don't know. I don't really want to know. I don't want it anywhere near my body. Yeah, it's very gross. Uh, you'll probably get poisoning from it. Uh, maybe haunted poison. Ooh. I do not want haunted poison. Like yeah, a that cursed is very poison. Hard yeah, then you have to get a blessed antidote. Uh, <laughs> so for me, I think the scariest part is the repetitive, um, like pre-recorded, computer-generated. Oh, oh, why is it why? And like that, it keeps repeating that in the exact same way, and that uh, the narrator describes it as being like sounding very artificial and co- computer-generated too. Um, it said, "Granddad used to speak with a strong accent, but his voice sounded artificial, as if it had been computer-generated, which is interesting." Uh, that sort of adds to the interpretation interpretation that this is a demon that is trying to get in good with Y by pretending to be his grandfather. And that is very spooky to me. A demon who is like spookily bad at his job is extremely spooky. Like how does that demon survive being so bad at its job? Like if its goal is to eat you or abduct your soul or something, how has it survived this long if it's this bad at what it does? Maybe it's a fresh demon. See, but we're we're coming at it from a western perspective of the demon must equal bad. What if this demon actually isn't bad and he's just like a generic trickster guy? Maybe he's actually astounding at his job. Yeah, his only goal was to freak Y out and get him to sleep in a different room, and now he left. (laughs) Yeah, like, his his goal was vague creepiness. He just wanted a room for the night. Like, that was his goal. He just wanted a room to sleep in. He was tired of sleeping outside, so he he got his goal. He's a real deadbeat yokai. <laughs> he just couch surfs all the time. Uh, so, do we have any final thoughts on this story before we move on to plugs, Alex? 
Um, yeah. So for me, like what took me out of the, something that took me out of the story a little bit uh, was it just takes Y a little bit too long to get creeped out, in my opinion. And then the other thing is kind of like if he loved if he was so close to his granddad, how did he forget the memorial service that all of the rest of his family was at that night and he was the only one that didn't go? Because I don't think he meant an excuse for that is mentioned in the story. And I was like, but why did you not go to the memorial service if you were so close to him? Why? Why did you not do that? Because yeah, he weird, was a good student. He, he went to the funeral, but then there was also a memorial and he didn't go. And yeah, that, was, that also struck me as odd. It's like, oh, I guess he He's busy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he could have, like, met them after, because it was, what, after school or whatever? Yeah, it was it was after school. He didn't mention having any after school responsibilities. It just only took him so long to get home that night because of the storm. And then he gets home, and only when he's home does he remember, oh yeah, my family went to a memorial service for Granddad tonight. That's why they're not home. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts on this story from you, Nancy? That was definitely not my my granddad. Yeah, that was not my granddad. Uh, I have nothing really to say about this story. Uh, it was pretty good. I liked it. It had, of course, like many of these stories, some uh, things lost in translation, I guess. Um, but I still like this website and the stories on it in general because they're short and usually pretty inventive. Um, so let's move on to plugs. Nancy, where can the people find you uh, and interact with you online in a way that you would not hate? I would not hate uh, tweets. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ceramic underscore samurai. Alex, how about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at lovelark and Instagram at rose underscore lark. Uh, and you can, of course, find me, as usual, on Twitter, J3FK, Snapchat, Instagram, JeffJK. Uh, go review this show and the other shows on iTunes. Um, leave us a five-star review and word it exactly like this. I love Creepypasta. It's the spookiest. Jeff is very good. I get so scared by all the stories. There, now you don't even have to think of a thing to write. I wrote it for you. Uh, please go do that. Rate us. Uh, oh, I forgot to plug Patreon last time. Listen, there's probably about mm, 1,200 regular listeners. Um, if every single one of you went and donated $1 per month on Patreon to me, I would be able to quit my job and make podcasts full-time, uh, which is stupid and crazy. Uh, that would be really cool. So please do that. Uh, if a couple of you want to donate more money than that, then we'll meet that goal even faster. Uh, so please do that. Thank you. And that is patreon.com slash jeffjk. And what you will get from that is two special audio treats a month. Sometimes I'll read a uh, creepypasta we've covered on this show. There's a couple bonus episodes of the Pokemon show on there. Uh, I've done just like car podcasts by myself where I'm, I'll record my thoughts on some bit of pop culture while I'm driving home. Um, 
I did for Halloween month. Uh, I watched a horror movie every day in October, and I reviewed those briefly uh, in my drive home. Uh, you'll have access to all of that, plus one um, written thing, like a story. I put up a couple comic book scripts to uh, uh, un- unmade comic book projects. I have um, all kinds of stuff up there. Sometimes I'll go on Reddit and get a writing prompt and just bang out a story real quick. I think I put a couple horror stories up there. So you can go support me that way. $1 a month is all you need to get access to all that content. If you give me, I think... $10 $10 a month, and I'll send you a uh, like, little thank you postcard each month, and uh, I forget whether it's 15 or 20 but uh, one of those amounts, it all says it on there, will get you a little bundle of comic books each month uh, from my personal comic book collection, which I am trying to get rid of. Please go do that. Um, so that's all we have on this show, weaponizedlanguage.com, if you want to comment. Um, and of course, to this day, Y still says that was definitely not my granddad. Ba, 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 ba.